0: Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP, 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 128. Today's topic is Don't Trust Anyone Over 30, Part 3. We'll be talking about Don't Trust Anyone Over 30 in a few minutes, but here's what the Climate Report is all about. The American media does a good job of insulating us from the reality of climate change, both the urgency of it and the impacts of climate change. So we recently had a record forest fire in California that killed 80 people. Record forest fire. In addition, all around the world we have record hurricanes in terms of the strength of the wind and the amount of rain that drops. We've got flooding in the Midwest. And meanwhile, the oil companies are behind the scenes spreading propaganda, making people doubt whether there's a connection between human activity and climate change. Or if there is a connection, maybe it's not a strong connection. Or if there's a strong connection, well, what are you going to do? Other countries are doing the same thing. But the United States leadership in this realm is vital. We can either be the biggest part of the solution or we can be the biggest part of the problem. Right now we're the biggest part of the problem. Some people who oppose climate action seem to be deeply rooted in a system of economics that I call a leprechaun economics. It's all this stuff about the free market which really just doesn't bear much scrutiny. The free market doesn't mean anything except an absence of government interference. But there's a time when the government does need to place limits on what business can do. Otherwise, because the profit motive is so central to business, business will always pollute if they can get away with it. That's why we need government to come in and set limits on what business can do. And that's what the Climate Report is all about. It's about bringing some sanity to our political situation. And part of that involves teaching true science as opposed to fake science and teaching true history as opposed to the fake history that most of us got some form of in school. This program is part of WFMP's Public Affairs Educational Programming. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not the station. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. And if you enjoy this content, I invite you to go to theclimatereport.net to find more episodes and playlists and also my blog. That's theclimatereport.net. So the title of this series is Don't Trust Anyone Over 30. Now I'm over 30, so why am I saying don't trust anyone over 30? Well, Don't Trust Anyone Over 30 came from the Vietnam War era when the anti-war protesters, possibly Abby Hoffman, said don't trust anyone over 30. In other words, the adults in the establishment do not have your best interest in mind. They're going to do whatever they can to continue with business as usual, even if they have to lie, cheat, and steal. So when I say don't trust anyone over 30, I'm drawing your attention to the old guard. That is the politicians and the business people who have no apparent interest in preserving life on earth or civilization. I say no apparent interest because I don't know what the, what's in their hearts and minds. But when Dianne Feinstein and Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all of the president's men do everything possible to block action on climate change, you have to ask yourself, what are they thinking? And my working theory is, would you like to know my working theory? My working theory is that some people are so obsessed with power, that it's a game to them, and they've been playing the game all their lives. They're not going to quit now. And when this whole issue comes up of saving the planet, and saving life on Earth, and saving human life, and make sure making sure our grandchildren have a habitable planet, that for some reason they can't be bothered. The Mitch McConnells of the world, the Dianne Feinsteins of the world, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world can't be bothered. I really think they think it's someone else's problem. Meanwhile, they get on with the business of amassing power and money. And the way you do that is you get money from people who have it. And that's the oil companies and the big banks and the agribusiness firms and the pharmaceutical companies and the fracking companies and the petrochemical companies and the war machine The defense contractors, the multinational retail corporations, they just pour money into politicians' coffers, and they pour money, when they put money into political campaigns, they're not doing it out of patriotism. When they pay advertising money to the big newspapers, so that the big newspapers will put the appropriate spin on the news, they're not doing it because they're interested in true and faithful reporting. When businesses spend money on political influence, they do so because they deem it to be a good return on the investment. And that's why—that's what we've got today. So we've got the old guard, including the politicians and big business, standing in the way of positive change, and we've got the media pundits. So you've got the politicians, the pundits, and the profiteers. Media, government, and business. That's the old guard. Those are the ones that are standing in the way because of the way corporate money works, for one thing, and because of the way the type of capitalism we have. Now, not all business is bad, some business is good. Not all capitalism is bad, some capitalism is good. But the type of capitalism that's good is small-scale capitalism, not large-scale capitalism. What we have now is a winner-take-all form of capitalism. It's like a game of Monopoly. In Monopoly, once you start winning a game, you're probably going to win everything because the person in Monopoly, the game of Monopoly, the person who has more money has an advantage and will ultimately win the entire game. It's very hard in the game of Monopoly for the person with less money to win the game. And that's the way it is in our winner-take-all form of capitalism. The winner-take-all form of capitalism favors Walmart over a farmer's market or any local business. But that's another conversation. So when I say don't trust anyone who meets this or that criteria, we're mainly talking about three things. We're talking about political literacy, or at least political sincerity. We're talking about scientific knowledge, and we're talking about historical knowledge. So at the end of the last episode, we were talking about several historical matters, like uh, don't trust politicians and pundits who don't know the truth about the American relationship with Cuba. Or Nicaragua, or Venezuela, Venezuela, or Guatemala. So Guatemala and Chile and Iran have an interesting, they're interesting parallels in those three stories. In Guatemala, the United States uh, ousted the popularly elected Jacobo Arbenz in nineteen fifty-four. In Iran, the uh, the CIA uh, ousted the popularly elected Mossadegh in 1953. In Chile the CIA ousted the popularly elected Salvador Allende. Now these are three situations that you know what gives the United States the right to oust a popularly elected leader and yet it happened. So what I'm saying is if if somebody if a politician or a pundit is not knowledgeable about these things then they are not to be trusted or believed period If a person is not knowledgeable about how the United States has been performing regime change For a very long time. And if they do not acknowledge. That it's bad and it's wrong. Then it doesn't matter. What else they say. Because they either don't. They either don't know the truth. Or they don't want to know the truth. So September 11th. 1973. Salvador Allende. Was murdered. It was either a murder. Or a suicide. But he was eliminated because he was just too socialist he was too left-leaning he did not suit the fancy of Henry Kissinger he did not suit the fancy of Richard Nixon and if a politician or a pundit does not know this story or does not care and is not willing to admit that what happened there was very wrong and should not be repeated then it doesn't matter what else they say. And guess what? The same thing is going on with respect to Venezuela today. It's like I said in the last couple of episodes, if people don't acknowledge that regime change is wrong, that it's a gross violation of... It's a gross violation of our duty and obligation to respect the sovereignty of other nations. It's also a gross violation of what many in this country profess. Many in this country profess Christianity. Well, let's talk about the golden rule. Let's, let's talk about not treating others the way you would not want to be treated. Let's talk about treating others the way you would want to be treated. And just because a country is not as strong as we are does not give us the right to go in and bully them. It's not only wrong, it's also very expensive and it's also a violation of the covenant that the government has with the people of the United States because empire does not help the people of the United States. Empire only helps those who are already obscenely Rich, So today we've got the American government vilifying the current leader of Venezuela, and we've got the American government vilifying Iran, and the media vilifies Iran. The media says Iran is a threat to world peace. Well, people of the Middle East don't believe that. Most people of the world believe that the United States is a threat to world peace. And why wouldn't they? Any objective person with eyes and ears and a brain can see that the United States is the greatest threat to world peace. The reason Iran is thought to be an enemy is because they have lots of oil and because they are very strategically located. The United States Empire wants to have a foothold, not only in the Middle East, but they want to have a foothold and the southern part of china i mean southern part of the soviet union and not too far from china one time on facebook i there was some kind of post that i felt compelled to comment on and my comment was it it's in so many words i was saying it's kind of ridiculous to say that iran is a threat to world peace and a acquaintance of mine from high school who was not otherwise part of the conversation chimed in and said, "Well, Hagen, if you think Iran is so great, you should go live there and cut bush honeysuckle over there." It it was really hard for me to understand why that got on my nerves the way it did, but it's a variation on a militaristic patriot patriotic slogan from the 60s and 70s, and the slogan was America, love it or leave it. The idea was if you're a believe in peace, not war, then you need to get out of the country. If you don't support the American military and everything the American military happens to want to do at any particular time, then you need to get out of this country. Well, that's people who equate patriotism with militarism. But militarism is not patriotism. It's not patriotism to pummel every little defenseless country just because you can. It's not patriotism to steal the resources of other countries. It's not patriotism to mass murder people in other countries just because you can. Is mass murder too strong of a word? Let's talk about 3 or 4 or 5 million people in Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia, depending on what you count. Let's talk about 2 million people in Iraq. That is plain, flat-out mass murder, and it was against international law then, and we continue to do a lot of stuff that is against international law. Wars of aggression are against international law. Threats of force are against international law. And Americans are just so propagandized that they don't know the basic facts. They don't know the basic facts of of international law. They don't know the basic facts of what the United States has done in all these countries over the years. And if somebody thinks that American militaristic imperialistic adventurism is okay then they should lose all credibility with you because we can't be doing all of this military adventurism and still have the time the energy and the resources to address climate change if we want to know who the what the real threat to our world is climate change and environmental catastrophe are a much much greater threat to our world than any supposed foreign enemy and the real enemy the the real enemy is the people at the very top of the wealth chain who by the nature of their business by the nature of their position in the world they want more wealth and that means militarism If you are a rich person or a rich corporation and you want more wealth, that means profiteering from war. That means profiteering from fossil fuels. That means profiteering from rapacious and polluting mining operations in Latin America. That means profiteering from rapacious and polluting agribusiness corporations in Latin America and I want you to not trust people who don't have an understanding of this I haven't been talking about my list so far in this episode but we're we're down you know the first couple of episodes we covered 22 items on the list so far in this episode we've been on 23 24 25 26 now let's go to 27 don't trust politicians and pundits who believe in regime change wars like Vietnam. So in Vietnam, there was a pretense that we were fighting communism. Vietnam itself could never have been sold as an actual threat, but when you place Vietnam in the middle of a conspiracy involving worldwide communism, then that's a threat or so they want you to believe. Don't trust politicians and pundits, number 28. Don't trust politicians and pundits who believe in regime change wars like Iraq. If anybody says anything but the Iraq war was completely immoral and indefensible, then they should lose all credibility with you, if you believe that climate change is a serious issue that has to be addressed. Because the only reason we went to war in Iraq was to help the big corporations that are themselves at war with the people of America and people all around the world. All they care about is profits. It's an institutional mandate. They have to care about profits first, foremost, and to the exclusion of all else. Number 29, don't trust uh, politicians or pundits who believe in regime change wars like Korea. Uh, There again, we were supposed to be fighting this worldwide communist conspiracy. It's a classic example of, if you don't have an enemy, create one. In Korea, there was this horrendous incident where the United States didn't have any targets left so they decided to bomb a dam in Korea and this dam was a huge dam and it was used for irrigation of rice in Asia when you threaten their rice supply you threaten famine and that's exactly what happened many people starved because of targeting the water that was needed For their rice supply. This was a horrendous war crime. By any standards. And by any estimation. I could go on and on about the United States making war on false enemies. Don't believe people and pundits who believe that the USSR was a threat to the United States. The United States was a much greater threat to the USSR we can either live and we can either choose a world that is live and let live or it will be the death of us number 33 don't trust politicians and pundits who tell you that russia is a threat to the united states russia meaning the modern day state as opposed to the ussr which dissolved 25 years ago Don't even get me started about Russiagate and how the mainstream media has been pursuing that narrative because if they didn't pursue the Russiagate narrative and this huge conspiracy theory about how Trump supposedly colluded with the Russians to win the election, if they didn't pursue that whole conspiracy theory, then they would have to look at the Democratic Party and say how in the world could the Democrats lose to Trump? But since they don't want to do that, they have to point the finger at Russia. Don't believe politicians and pundits who put any credibility in the conspiracy theory involving Trump and Russia. Number 34 Don't believe politicians or pundits who believe that nuclear weapons are necessary for the defense of the United States let me put it this way nobody wins a nuclear war even if the other side doesn't retaliate and there's a clear winner of the nuclear war nobody wins a nuclear war nuclear weapons are only about loss not gain they don't gain anything they only lose a lot and nuclear weapons have always been a threat To the American people, American-made nuclear weapons have always been nothing but a threat to the American people. Don't trust any politician or pundit who tells you anything different. Number 35, don't trust politicians and pundits who, who, uh, who believe that regime change wars are for democracy and freedom. United States foreign policy is not about democracy and freedom. It's about tyranny, and it's about the only thing they're protecting. They're not protecting the American people. They are protecting transnational corporations. Number 36, don't believe politicians and pundits who are okay with the fact that the U.S. goes to war. Don't believe politicians and pundits who are okay with the fact that the United States goes to war. If they are okay with war, then they should lose all credibility with you. Because war is only destructive, it is never defensive. The United States has not fought a war of defense at least since 1945. Skipping ahead a little bit, item number 42, don't believe politicians and pun, Don't trust politicians and pundits who do not want Medicare for All. Medicare for All is the one solution to our health care situation that is actually for people. Everything else is for corporate profits. Number 43, don't trust pundits and politicians who believe that poor people are the authors of their own fate. Politicians and pundits who have rhetoric that, that says poor people are the authors of their own faith, fate, not least of all the Clintons, Democrats, such people are pandering to the moneyed interests. Such people are advancing the false notion that all that motivates people is money. Such people are advancing the false notion that we live in an economic system that is fair to the middle class, the working class, and the poor. Number 44, don't believe in politicians and pundits who balk at the $15 an hour minimum wage. Number 47, don't believe in politicians and pundits who glorify the American system of wealth creation. For one thing, if you're going to talk about wealth creation, then we need to talk about times when wealth is not being created, but rather stolen. When war profiteers make money on the Iraq war, they are not creating wealth, they are stealing wealth. When when, uh, agribusiness corporations lobby for subsidies to ethanol, which is not needed and which takes up scarce resources that could be used on food to feed people, the money they get is not a result of wealth creation, it is the result of theft. When fast food companies lobby for NAFTA and all the agreements under the World Trade Organization, and when that drives small businesses out of business, and when that deprives laborers of a fair wage, both at home and abroad, the money they get is not the result of wealth creation, it is the result of theft, and sometimes murder. So don't trust people who glorify the American system of wealth creation. You know, capitalism could be a good thing if it's within limits capitalism could be a good thing if our laws and regulations protected small farmers and small business people but they don't our regulations are designed to protect wall street not main street and by wall street we're not just talking talking about banks and the like we're talking about the big corporations whose shares are traded on Wall Street like McDonald's and Home Depot and KFC our system is geared to subsidize those companies which drains all the life out of our small farms and our small businesses it's a winner-take-all form of capitalism which is not good for people it's not good for the environment It's not good for workers. It's not good for communities. Got less than a minute left, so I want to leave you with this thought. Item number 48. Don't trust uh, politicians or pundits who don't believe in ethics. And I'm going to leave you with these two things. Don't believe politicians or pundits who don't believe in the golden rule, who show by their actions that they don't give a flying flip about the golden rule, which says, treat other people the way you want to be treated, or the commandment that says love your neighbor as yourself. These are just basic, fundamental principles of ethics, and most politicians and pundits show by their actions that they want nothing to do with ethics. Such people should not be allowed to run our country, or tell us what to believe. That's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a nice day.